everybody here is on their feet. And Maxwell hits it high. Can it make it? It does make it. Glenn Maxwell. Unbelievable. The most remarkable thing you'll probably ever see in cricket. Staggering. <laughs> you would not have wanted anyone else behind the microphone than our next guest, Ian Smith, New Zealand commentator, SENZ host. He joins us. Have you recovered from what your eyes saw, Smithy? No, not really. <laughs> Honestly, uh, I've just been uh, thinking about it again this morning. I, I've got to confess, I had a few beers last night and just uh, talked it over with a few fellow commentators because, uh, you know, there's some pretty experienced guys over here who have seen and played a lot of cricket and no one has ever seen anything like that before. Uh, it's just the most astonishing thing uh, that, uh, you know, we were able to witness and uh, fortunately some of us were able to describe it. It was uh, you know, he he is a, he is a freak of cricketing nature. There's no other way to describe uh, Glenn Maxwell. And um, you know, I saw him. I wouldn't have thought. I wouldn't have thought. You know, uh, when when we're watching the pain and the agony he was going through and the stress that you know you might not see Glenn Maxwell for a day or two. He'd be recovering. Well, blow me down. We're you know having a beer in a bar in the hotel. We're staying in the same place as the Australians. He rolls us on through. And joins his mates and has a beer himself. Oh, it just is oblivious to the fact that he, he what what he'd just done. So, have you seen him? Have you ever had a chance to chat to him? I haven't. Pierce, I've just acknowledged, you know, from a distance, just how good it was. As most people did. I mean, uh, you got a round of applause when he walked past us. I mean, there was. Uh, it was it was just the most remarkable thing. I mean, cricket can throw these things up from time to time. It's a it's it's a beautiful game in that respect. It's a game that sends statisticians absolutely crazy, uh, and they would have they would have gone nuts last night as well because so many records and so many unlikely things happen in the course of well a couple of hours of pure magic. Yeah, every newspaper in the world that uh, follows cricket's uh, starting to publish the greatest one-day efforts of all time. Viv Richards, I think, he's 189, not out against uh, England in, uh, what was it, 1984, has, I think, been historically regarded as the best innings. Not the biggest innings. There's been a couple of mid-230s and one two fifty for memory. But uh, this one, I, I watched uh, the, the entirety. There's a two-minute package on Fox Sports and uh, your dulcet tones comes across uh, almost every time he smashes it out of the park. <laughs> when you look at it like that, it's it's just such a dynamic and powerful uh, exhibition. It is, you know, because you, know, you talk about cricket and you talk about technique and you talk to anyone that knows anything about batting and they'll say it's all about movement of your feet to get your yeah. head in the right position to get the balance, all those pretty phrases. He had no legs. At one point there, he, he absolutely had no legs. I mean, he was standing, but he couldn't move them. Uh, he couldn't move uh, his, his front foot towards the ball. He had no chance. So he was just literally swinging from the hip because nothing was working from the hip down. It was uh, it just defies logic that you can get that much power and that much timing because the more agony he was in, the more stress he was under, the better he timed the ball. And I mean, that you, you just don't do that. I mean, you, you just simply don't do that. Mm. No, it was described as uh, playing golf for uh, the last 50 to 100 runs. And uh, I did question it myself about the footwork. But the one thing he has got, it's uh, it's it's that pronation of the wrist when he hits the ball. It's, it's a true golf swing. And the power that's come into the sport since that sort of uh, evolved from golf 
we see it in tennis as well. I mean, they never used to pronate when they uh, serve. They used to hit around the ball. And uh, the, the, the speed that you get from it and the power is phenomenal. Well, I think also, um, you know, I mean, he's got an incredible eye. And he's got also an incredible uh, bravery, I suppose, to take these things on. You know, sometimes they are, he, he can play the most ridiculous shot on naught and get out and people say, well, that's Maxwell. Um, but that was the exact opposite uh, last night. And it just, it just defies, um, you know, things you talk about in cricket. 99.9% .9 of the time, you, you wax on as a commentator about theory. Uh, and and technique and, and yeah. composure and all those sorts of words that go towards building a good innings. And you know, like last night, just throw it straight out the commentary box window. I mean, it, you know, I, I had uh, Ricky Ponting alongside me for that last half hour and, and Shane Watson. Disbelief, incredible disbelief, even uh, against guys who had played alongside him, who know him far far better than I do. They, they just they were just bewildered. So, Smithy, I'm questioning why set why seven tests? Why hasn't it been successful? And we're seeing the attacking nature of, of what England have done to, to varying degrees of success. But clearly the hand-eye is there, the athleticism is there, the power is there, but it's translated to, to seven tests. And I compare him to someone like David Warner, who will go down as our best opener. Have you got a thought as to have we been shortchanged? Look, okay. I think there's a couple of things to consider here. One is is that you've got the the depth um, and and test cricket that most countries are very envious of. Glenn Maxwell would have played a lot of tests for New Zealand. You know, Glenn Maxwell would have played a lot of tests for a lot of other countries. Mm. It's the fact that uh, in the areas he bats in test cricket, that middle order spot, Australia have been traditionally very very strong and have got great depth in that area. So uh, I. Look, I'd love to see Glenn Maxwell, uh, that kind of Glenn Maxwell, play test things like that every now and then. But it's it's just not the done thing, is it? I mean, you know, maybe he, maybe in ten years' time, Test cricket will evolve into that. Uh, Glenn Maxwell will sadly be probably not around to to be playing it. But maybe you know, that's and some people are saying that's the kind of thing Test cricket needs. Well. Uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it does need that, that kind of unpredictability, but it's also a, a beautiful predictability about Test cricket. Why he hasn't made it, I don't I can say that about a lot of players. I throw yeah. Martin Guptill in there. Now, Martin Guptill scored a magnificent 237 not out in a yeah. World Cup game. 237 not out. He faced the first ball and the last ball of the innings. Never looked like getting out. Was unbelievably good innings. But the guy can't buy a run in Test matches. You know, it's just... Yep. whether it's a white ball, red ball thing, or whether it's just mm. you get a license in this form of cricket. And he had, Glenn, Glenn Maxwell had a license last night to thrill because Australia were done. Seven for 91, mm. they are done. And, you know, they're out. And all he does is just say, well, hey, look, if I can get lucky for an hour, I might, I might make them panic a wee bit. Uh, and, you know, we all saw what unfolded. And that's, that's the kind of freedom of thinking that few players possess. And I think that's one of Maxwell's greatest assets too. I liked your, uh, the, the point you were developing about his time. I wonder whether if Brendan McCullum was coach of Australia uh, six or seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, and uh, the various forms of baseball took hold and he would have been the man perfect for that. Maybe we needed to deal with his, his faults better so we enjoyed the successes at Test Cricket more often. Yeah, look, hey, fair point. Fair point. I mean, you know, 
know. Um, I, I, I don't know Glenn Maxwell uh, too well. I've never really spent any time with him. Uh, I don't know if he's a complicated uh, character or, or whether he's just got the joie de vivre that suggests that, you know, everything is a lot of fun and risk-reward is the style of cricket that he plays. But yeah. um, Baz would have picked him. I know that. Yeah. Um, I, I know Brendan McCallum. I uh, haven't heard anything come from Brendan McCallum. Uh, I'm sure he'll have a quote or two about that innings because... He would have sat there bewildered uh, about the whole deal as well. I mean, he, and he did some pretty remarkable things. But uh, this is, you know, and you know, you, you do, you fellas, you know, you know, you get knee jerky uh, about things when you've just seen them and you think, uh, I'm better to reserve judgment for tomorrow or maybe, you know, ask me again in about a week's time when I've, I've considered all the, all the things around things. Look, I, I don't think my opinion will change. I, I don't think it'll change on a, the, the truly, I think, um, the most remarkable uh, cricket innings I, I've ever seen. The most remarkable mm. in the sense that I don't think anyone else could do it. I, I really don't think of any player on the planet that uh, playing the game now or perhaps previously could have done it. I mean, England will say Botham could do that. Um, I don't know if Botham could do it, having been lying on his back and getting treatment and then bouncing back up and, and starting reverse lapping sixes and things like that. I, I don't even think Beefy would be doing that. I'm saying, I'm saying it was remarkable because I don't think anyone else could do it. And your voice will be alongside of all those highlights for generations and generations to come. So that, that that's the great, and we've been lauding it and celebrating it, and rightly so. The Aussies have qualified for the semifinals. They'll play South Africa after their last group game. Any concerns, though, Smithy, for the Aussies? Like, Stark's been expensive. Cummins hasn't had the tournament that he probably would have liked. Inglis can't make a run. There's, there's some issues with the batting lineup and getting that stable. Have you got concerns or not? And has this papered over a few cracks? Well, you, you know, you just said what Ricky Ponning told me. He said, this is amazing. This is fantastic. But has it papered over a few cracks? He said exactly what you just said. Uh, because there are issues and you've highlighted them. Uh, what I will say and now from that is Australia are in. They know that uh, they're going to be playing probably South Africa. Don't quite know where yet. I Mumbai or Kolkata. So they can start to prepare. Now, look, uh, South Africa got them pretty badly in game two of this World Cup. Australia, for some reason, were completely and utterly off the boil for those first two games. Uh, but they're not now. Um, they do know how to win a World Cup. There are a couple of players that I can think of offhand, Mitchell Stark and David Warner, for instance, who won in 2015. They know how to win a World Cup. Their name's on the trophy more than any other country. Um, and and the, the fact of the matter is, uh, those players are big-time players, big-time. I'm not worried about Mitchell Stark because he, he can be wayward one minute and then he'll bowl the over that he bowled to Brendan McCullum in the first over of a World Cup final, uh, and he's capable of doing that. Look, I, I, I'll say it right now. I think um, if anyone beats India in this World Cup, it'll be Australia, and and that could happen on the day. with it. The, pressure, the amount of pressure that will be on India, Anyone that plays India in a semi or a final will be uh, the underdog. I'm saying Australia have the all-round skill uh, and the brilliance at times, and I'm not just meaning Maxwell here, uh, to beat India. And I don't think any other team in this comp will beat India the way they're playing. Mm. How disappointing has it been to see England bomb out like sure. they have? You would have been flat about that. 
Oh, look, man, I, oh, I've run out of tissues in Bombay, and I, I, I can't believe that. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, England have been a mess. In fact, New Zealand and England, uh, who played the last World Cup final 2019, between them and I've lost the last eight games in a row. Now, who would have thought that, for God's sake? Who would have thought that Afghanistan, if they'd have got up against Australia last night, would probably have been in the playoffs? It's been quite a remarkable World Cup. Uh, and I think the format's great. Everyone plays everyone. Everyone, everyone has a chance uh, to to shine. There are no complaints. There are upsets. I, I think the format's been great. Do you think Brendan McCullum should be coach of the one-day side for England as well? Well, I, I, look, I'll be looking at it. Um, I, I do feel a wee bit for Matthew Mott. Of course, he had a fantastic record with the Australian women's team. I said at the time when they won the last World Cup, I don't think I've seen in any sport a, a side better balanced, better prepared uh, than the Australian women's team. They were going to win that a long way out. Um, but this is uh, obviously um, a different scenario. He's walked uh, into a, a team that wasn't playing one, uh, uh, was playing white ball cricket pretty well. I mean, they're the current World Cup champions. Uh, they're a current T20 champion. So um, it was pretty hard to think that he could take them up another level. Uh, but he probably thought, oh, I can hold them at this level and develop some new players. Uh, they're, they're, they're at the moment they're a mess yeah. uh, they'll admit that they, they are a damn mess uh, they, you know, they, they can't do any aspect of the game to the extent anywhere near where they were at uh, we're hoping from a New Zealand point of view they can find one performance and knock over Pakistan in a few days time that will help our cause greatly it's been, a, as you've alluded to, a sensational tournament, largely because of the improvement of some of the other nations. What do you think has it done to the 50-over format, Smithy? Because it, it was a little bit on the back burner. Interest with the younger generation, no doubt, had subsided. But when you are playing for something significant, that interest is rekindled. We've seen big scores win. We've seen little scores win. We've seen all the highlights and everything you'd love. Look, I've loved the format. Do you think there will be, will it be revitalized on the back of this or not? I think so. I think it will. I think people and the ICC and the powers that be have to be very careful how they schedule things from now on because it'll be very it'll be very easy for T20 cricket to just swamp this kind of this kind of performance and you know the month and a half of cricket we've just been witnessing. But I think as long as the game is strong in the strong countries and and India it's hugely important. I mean, if India win this World Cup, uh, 50 over cricket is alive and well um, because they're not going to let anything happen to the game if they're the world champions. Um, If Australia win it, you know, um, there'll be frustration in India, but it'll be be solid again in Australia. It'll go through a trough because T20 cricket does that. And then, you know, um, all all going well, there'll be a, a 50 over World Cup in four years' time. Um, and uh, we'll go again. Um, I, I, so much cricket being played around the world, but when you see a side in so much trouble uh, at 7 for 91 and have the ability to get out of it and turn around and win a game, you don't see that in T20 cricket. I mean, it's over and in, in, in the blink of an eye. At least you have a chance in 50 over cricket to repair damage and to produce something as remarkable as we saw last night. I hope it doesn't go anywhere. Mm. I, I, I think it, there's room for it, and I've seen so much evidence of that in the last six weeks. As do I. We'll let you rest your voice. Uh, well done on your work so yep. far. It's going to be a thrilling end to the to the tournament. We appreciate you joining us on Sports Day. No problem at all, fellas. Uh, th- thanks for the opportunity.